Happy New Year. Happy New Year. First episode of 2021. And it already went off the rails. <laughs> nope, we just hit record for the first time. Oh, oh I meant the I meant the year. <laughs> oh. Things happened. Uh, oh man. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why people keep thinking like it, 2020 was just a magical the pandemic. Still here, you know, well. cut off. Yeah. I wish it magically ended when the year ended. That's how I wish that's how things worked. Yeah, nothing except for it's not. humans in our society follows a calendar. So mm-hmm. you know, well, I guess the moon, <laughs> the season. <laughs> that's like where the calendar's from, I guess. The calendar well, that was a stupid thing to say. Uh, I like that a lot. Yes, it was New Year's. It was great to log off. I did no work for two weeks. Barely touched the computer. It was amazing. <laughs> I played a unnerving amount of Cyberpunk. <laughs> oh, I forgot that came out. I uh, yeah. still haven't picked it up yet. Apparently, it's like the best on Stadia. There was an article yesterday comparing it uh, to like the consoles and then Stadia, and Stadia wins. <laughs> it's like what? Amazing. Uh, so I bought an Xbox, and now finally Stadia has a use case. It's <laughs> great. Yeah, I've I've heard like a some people that have been playing it, but um, not a lot actually. Some people really love it, but apparently it's very slow. Yes. I just started uh, playing uh, uh, Breath of the Wild again. Oh yeah. I just restarted the game. Yeah. Mm, your life is going to be gone for a while. I feel so good no that's what i did in my break you know oh that makes sense that's cool it was amazing like i don't know about you guys but i had a pretty hard time relaxing Mm -hmm. i had a pretty hard time like shutting everything off Mm -hmm. um i guess it's also partly due that we're in a pandemic and like everything is still going on yeah it's just (laughs) the same except you're not working (laughs) <laughs> right, the stress of work is taken away, but there's still a bar- I think there's just a, l- a lot of stress that's left, and it was really hard for me to truly relax. So, mm-hmm. playing a video game really helped me with that. Like, especially Breath of the Wild. For those of you who haven't never played that, it's like Nintendo's first open world game, basically, mm-hmm. in the in the Zelda storyline, I guess. Right. And it's super good because there, <laughs> I mean, I don't know if other people think this is good, but like, there's just a whole bunch of nothing to do in the game. You can just run around and, um, f- you know, there is like side quests that you can do, and I just really enjoy doing a whole bunch of nothing, basically. <laughs> Love that. Um, so yeah, I, I played insane hours actually. Mm-hmm. I realized that I had played 400 hours in total. Holy shit. <laughs> Not over my break, but just in total that I've played the game. I've, I've played it like twice. It's like me with like, Fortnite. <laughs> finished it twice, let's put it that oh, way. Oh wow. How, so did you, how did you relax, Zach? Well, I didn't play any games this break. Um, wow. M- my friend Donna remembered that I had said that my next career is uh being a tattoo artist Hmm. it's sort of my aspiration in the future and so for christmas she got me a tattoo kit whoa so i uh i started uh learning to tattoo i have practice skin is what they call it it's this like rubbery material that you can tattoo and uh yeah so my whole office setup went from like set up and optimized for like podcasting yeah. to like very quickly. It's all made for I can put plastic down and oh my gosh, I got my tattoo power supply on my desk and oh, all wow. set up for that. So 
That That's what I do. So overalls. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm very much in my tattoo studio now. Yeah. So good. I like that that's like a really great, uh, well, you said next career, but it's like also such a unique pandemic hot hobby. I know, like right? fucking baking bread. It's <laughs> so good. Yeah. Oh, when baking bread was last year. I know, I know. Sorry. I, yeah, that's true. We haven't made any <laughs> since. I'm actually, I'm waiting for, I feel like there will be like a, a cycle. And I think that in spring or summer, we're going to get some of the like beginning of the pandemic habits will come back again (laughs) with like house party or something like like it you know like i I think i think we're still like one more trend cycle of pandemic hobbies oh man yeah it's gonna get i'm honestly close to uh i'm honestly close to the the zoom life again like i haven't really done it in the past few days but especially now that we are going probably into lockdown longer than anticipated because our lockdown started like okay so we've been in like soft lockdown for a long time and then a hard lockdown which means all the shops are closed etc mm-hmm. um not all the shops actually just uh, ones that aren't es- essential mm-hmm. and and you would it's kind of funny how many shops are deemed essential it's almost stupid anyway uh, that started <laughs> in uh, December and it was meant to last until the second week of January and we hit 10,000 cases again which is the same level as when we went into lockdown so I think the lockdown is gonna take you know we're gonna we're gonna like just stretch it a little bit I my my poly, like I, I think we're gonna have the same problem but I'm sort of like get it fucking done before it gets warm again <laughs> like let's go let's stay in it I don't want to I don't want to lose another spring or summer We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. And if you're listening in New Zealand, you're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, it is summer. The... I, I mean, oh, they and they don't have so don't they? Yeah. Mm, they have not like... anymore. Honestly, my mom was like, what'd you do over Christmas? Did all your friends come over? I'm like, no, mom. It's not allowed. <laughs> like, you can't see people. <laughs> Yikes. <sighs> yep. They forget, I think. Anyway. I mean, I understand that. Yep. I would Sometimes forget. I forget what it's like to live in the United States because I'm not there, and then I look at the news. and right. You know, <laughs> anyway. So, there are a thousand things to talk about. What should we talk about on this first episode of the year? Oh, my God. Um, As of uh, yesterday afternoon, Elon Musk is the richest person in the world. Uh, if you look at the uh, 12-month view of Tesla stock, it's gone up. 753 percent in the past 12 months not sustainable but okay well (laughs) i mean the the points are made up and don't matter (laughs) like the stock market is not reality it's just like some group of people saying that tesla's worth more than yeah so uh, elon musk tweeted about signal using signal and mm. signal had to be like our servers went down <laughs> we're working yeah, with that was, at&t <laughs> that was interesting i think i realized that only just now that they, i think that tweet was because of what's going on with facebook so right facebook right, yeah. is forcing people to accept sharing data from whatsapp to facebook for the first time uh although delete your account so do you i realized that um this is not true for people in europe Yes. They can't. <laughs> they can't do it. Yeah, sure. But like, yeah, right, as of right case. now, they can't. They can't use your data when you're in Europe. No, but they have wow. enough money and lawyers to 
work on that. Yeah. So they've said yet. We've not offered that yeah. yet in Europe. <laughs> offering it <laughs> such a good spot. right right they think oh, it's a feature offering it it's like on instagram how they're, they're still trying to trick me into upgrading to messenger which i'm like no 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 <laughs> uh i I've, think uh, i've been amazed by the buzz around that this to be honest like yeah there's a lot of talk about people switching to telegram and signal and yeah. it's sort of incredible i thought people didn't I've- give a shit but it's i think the tide has turned a little bit i mean i don't think most people but like uh, I think it has turned a little bit in terms of like, hey, people don't want this. Like, people are getting but more aware that they're being a little bit um, sneaky. You don't understand how hard this is, though. Yeah. Because I had like a, a, a group chat on uh, WhatsApp, and uh, everyone was on WhatsApp because mm-hmm. here in Europe, usually most of everyone is on WhatsApp. It's like kind of the default app to talk to your friends with, like over iMessage or like SMS or whatever mm-hmm. the hell. And in the front group, there were uh, two girls that were like, yeah, I'm sorry, but I'm not going to download Telegram because I already have enough apps and I, I don't want another one. I have, and I I have enough need to apps. use this one for <laughs> work. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, when I say that, I mean they had enough channels to get yeah, messages yeah, yeah. through because I don't know about you guys, but that does get overwhelming. Oh, I agree. I try not, and just not, um, not use WhatsApp. That's my solution. I, I have that with social networks. I yeah. really made such an attempt last year to use Snapchat more just mm. because I wanted to get further away from Instagram. Mm-hmm. I think the over it just became an overload. It's like there's too many DMs to check a day. There's too and I know that's it's half an excuse not to change behavior, but it's a hard behavior to change. Mm-hmm. So I I don't necessarily agree with this person, but I fully understand them and see them. Like, right. it, it is yeah, hard exactly. to add another place. Oh, my family is like That's... this, even. Like, my sister is like, I have iMessage and Messenger. Like, I, I'm i not going to... She downloaded Telegram. She was like, nah, I'm not going to check this. I'm like, you don't have to. <laughs> like, this is absolutely but... the right moment. Yeah, for Apple to make iMessage I know. cross-platform. They could literally. This is this is the most frustrating thing. Is their marketing is like Prime and it's Prime and huh 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 huh. It's the and then like moment. they do the labels and they're like blah blah blah. And then just the look of them being like private is private and then like just literally not giving people a choice. <laughs> like it's, only private yeah. if your friends are rich. <laughs> also, like I understand the whole uh, platform lock-in argument but it's not just iMessage that locks people into apple stuff and if you're exactly only lock-in is your messenger app then i mean you're not doing enough good can i tell you they have can plenty I tell you of other lock-in i mean i uh i use iMessage and i have an android phone i use it every day there's an app i'm actually scared to tell people about it called air message if you have a mac you install it on there iMessage works the app is like as if it's the real thing. I literally, I message my friends, it has reactions, it has all the photo features, everything. And I'm in group messages, everything. So you should install it, it's fucking amazing. It has a web app. I have no idea how the person who made it is like a teenager in Ottawa. Away. <laughs> so, um, highly recommend, works great, been using it for six months. Now people have no excuse. Okay. But we'll I mean, to be out. fair, most people aren't running a Mac <laughs> right, to no, keep problem. it going. But I just have a really old Mac Mini that it's on, which is perfect. Yeah, for me, that's an issue because, like, I wish I could... Like, I, I use iMessage on my phone, but I kind of hate the idea of always having to grab my phone to reply to a message. Mm-hmm. 
So whenever I'm working, I don't want to touch my phone. So mm -hmm. I reply on like desktop, but like <laughs> that means that I don't talk to my iMessage friends anymore during the day. <laughs> oh yeah, fair. Well, you might like AirMessage then because it works on web on Windows. <laughs> yeah, but I don't have a Mac, eh? Does the oh shit. Yeah. Windows, the your phone app work with iOS yet, or is it Android only? It works on iOS, but not with uh, like texting because Apple. Oh, I love the Your Phone app. I use it. Yeah, the Your all Phone the app's the best part. It's so good. Um, um, anyway, what else are we gonna talk about today? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I had a big list, and um, right now I'm blanking because it's kind of early. <laughs> it, I, yeah, I mean, there's just so much um, that it makes it so hard to decide. Um, okay, so. Twitter buying a bunch of companies. Well, can yeah, we talk about Breaker like Breaker and Wayno? We got to talk about that. Well, hold on, rewind. Can we talk really quickly about how like Facebook and Twitter and everybody actually did something this week? <laughs> um, in terms of like, um, I mean, I, I just want to say outright that of course they only did it now after a coup attempt. Yeah. And when they know it's like two weeks out from the end of the presidency, but like the fact that Twitter basically like they literally put. Donald Trump in timeout, and then said if he does one more thing, we'll delete him, which is hilarious. It's like, okay, but what about the, all the other things? I don't like this. I'm actually but, quite angry at this now yeah, that yeah, I think yeah. about it. It's too little, yeah, too it's late. It's like, it's, it's like, it's like, oh, uh, no, but we did something at some point. Yes. I mean, <laughs> like, Facebook did the same. <laughs> sorry, but like, it's just still fucking late. Like, yeah. Twitter started doing something. Yeah, Twitter did when, start before, but. But also, like, also too late mm -hmm. like too late mm -hmm. you can't just be like oh i did something at the at the very cutoff moment oh so hitler, hitler finally tried so now we delete him like they no right what happened is they did something the moment the literally the moment that biden's victory was certified right for the uh, 10th time Mm -hmm. Biden's won 10 times since yeah Biden. i know he's it's like so one more than anybody but, else he's the winner <laughs> the as soon as he's certified and it's like they need to they need to hedge against a democratic leadership mm -hmm. that will punish Controls them the senate and the house so this is just a hedge to get punished less honestly oh, well, we did i something. was we genuinely action. amazed and i'm not saying that uh i don't think zuckerberg has turned a new leaf here but when he posted that they decided actually we're just going to suspend him indefinitely I was like, holy shit, he actually did it. Like, I was a little bit shocked by that. And, and just in retrospect to how little they've done this entire time, like, they've been terrible even with labels and everything. And I was like, wow. So the other thing is uh, <laughs> that makes it makes me wonder um, what, like, what happened behind the curtains, you know? Maybe it, it almost sounds like. To, if you look at it from a different a perspective, it almost felt like they're like, uh, what's the thing again? If you like have to, if you you're writing about a new piece of tech and you can't embargo, it was like they're behind an embargo or something. I, I know what happened. Yeah. So there were these threads on internal Facebook about it, and employees getting really like pushing Facebook to take action, and they deleted the threads and muted them. And the only reason that that then made them do something is it leaked that they did that. It leaked. It went out to the and press. This is that... why leaking matters. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like exactly. Tech execs, I see it all the time. VC people on Twitter being like, "Leaks hurt companies." Blah blah blah. No, they don't. People leak things because they're upset. There's two reasons that 
like leaks genuinely uh happen it's like people are upset about something so it'll be like there's something controversial going on or a project is getting killed and somebody's trying to get leverage to get it uh backed which is often uh why you see apple leaks interestingly <laughs> but uh so i also think i have a hunch for various reasons i won't name that uh execs at these companies were literally like and I, this is not an excuse but they were literally looking for the thing that they can point at to say he did the worst possible thing and i know that that's terrible but that they're basically saying like oh he incited violence and it actually happened now oh okay well you know what i mean like they're using that as the like high watermark as opposed yeah. to like he's actually inciting it like for the last four years like every like yeah, it, ha it wasn't because of this one thing um but yeah. they're using it as causation and that's the ridiculous logic of all these people is like n they seem to think that the coup attempt has to happen in order to be able to take action as opposed to like right. him literally screaming for it to happen for four years i mean he literally should have lost his facebook account in like 2013 when he was doing the brotherism stuff yeah i mean uh, it, it's so little so late and facebook i mean they think they look good now but Oh, okay. Uh, this just reminds me of the Google Union, the Google Workers Union, or Alphabet Workers Hell Union. Yeah. We got to talk about that. Um, and we got to talk about all the acquisitions at Twitter and the the original digital banks shut, getting shut down. And well, I think I know we're at Twitter. Well, I know we're at 18 minutes of the show, but should I do the intro? Yes. I was just going to say we didn't do the I intro guess, yet. I guess. This is like when you're watching a movie for like ages and then the title and then the comes credit. up and you're like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> I actually like that. When hey, by the way, that happened title. in Cyberpunk. I, I don't want to spoil it for anyone, but I played for 90 minutes and then it goes to black and it's like Cyberpunk 2077. I was like, <laughs> how long is this game? <laughs> that's amazing. And then it ends like 20 minutes later. Yeah, no, that's, yeah, I wish. <laughs> Not this show. Charge Tech Podcast, episode 159. A podcast that looks at tech and how it's shaping the world around us. I'm one of your hosts, Zach Grosser, and with me, Frederic Monte. Owen Williams, who was muted just now by accident. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> and this is how you know it's authentic. <laughs> 2021! Hey, How's the it. weather in Canada? Uh, can't tell, I'm in my basement. <laughs> It's uh, oh, what really, are you doing? really cold today, actually. Uh, we woke up, it's negative seven. Um, these are my least favorite things. So this is the curse of like uh, East Coast living is like, it's warm on the days where it's like gray and horrible, like Dutch weather, like it'll be, you know, two degrees. But then you finally get the sun and it's like negative 12. <laughs> it's, Whoa. yeah, it's this weird paradox. I don't mind it, honestly, like you bundle up and at some point, below like negative five it's all the same it's cold <laughs> it doesn't really matter it's currently five here which is wow that's practically toasty as of late. and we but we just got a snow ice warning for 9 p.m tonight so we'll see what happens oh no, oh, no we lost freddy sorry welcome it was super weird my internet just broke 
Sorry. You're back. It's a good time because we were just talking about the weather and not tech. <laughs> yep. Good. Uh, so Twitter bought Breaker. Twitter which, bought uh, so many things this week. What is going on? Yeah. yeah who is being, what is that? Who is being spendy there? Well, they're making money. And yeah, because of all the d- uh, unrest in America, oh. people are spending way more time on Twitter. Oh. And unfortunately, civil unrest, uh, the failure of democracy, the erosion of all of everything in America is good for social networks right. and also probably gaming companies and mm-hmm. other media platforms. Disney hey, stock I saw Trump is going got banned crazy. from Twitch, which is amazing. I didn't know he had a Twitch account. <laughs> I think his campaign had a Twitch account. You know? Oh, I see. Right. But yeah, I mean, all these companies that would benefit from the pandemic and more eyeballs and uh, also crazy news things happening. Unfortunately, it's good for their business. I say unfortunately because I wish the world didn't work yeah, like this. Same. But the ad-based model, unfortunately, is how everything works now. Both news and social networks. So, yeah, Twitter's made a ton of money recently. I okay, mean, so they used that to acquire Breaker, Wayno, and something else. So I saw that they acquired our squad or something. It was like some other... It was like a clubhouse ripoff because they're working on something called Twitter Spaces. And I think that's where all of these acquisitions actually come together. So uh, if you haven't heard about Twitter Spaces or Clubhouse, um, Clubhouse is some app where it's like podcasts but worse with white dudes who have no reason to... <laughs> okay, I should... this analogy is no good. So it's an app where you can talk uh, in rooms. It's like an audio chat app, basically. Um and so you can like, wow, sorry. So you can make topics and... Like old times think. All his yeah, phone goes off. I know, finally. Uh, so you can make a room that's like, hey, I want to talk about Shopify. And then you'll have like people and you can promote them to talk. And like, otherwise there's an audience. So Twitter's making a rip off of that. They've already kind of said uh, what it is. It's called Twitter Spaces. It's in beta on iOS, which is the most Twitter thing ever. And the uh, I think the breaker acquisition makes sense in that mind, like uh, in that vein, because... If my my opinion is the interesting thing about Clubhouse is if you record them, you can release them as podcasts. Like I'm not saying they deserve to be <laughs> podcasts, well, but I think that's kind of where Twitter is going with this. I mean, there's a couple of scenarios where you could see that it could be super cool. But yep. yeah, there's also a bunch of scenarios where it could super be be super stupid. But that's the same thing for YouTube. There is people on YouTube that are sucky and should not have a channel, and they do, and they earn mm-hmm. lots of money. And there's people that absolutely, absolutely need to be there. So I think it will be the same for this, right? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. But it is interesting to see them go on a spending spree again. Like, I, Twitter hasn't done anything in a really... I don't know. Like, there's, you know, you hear about Facebook acquisitions every five minutes. But, like, Twitter is not a company that's just, like, casually acquiring people. And I think I asked you both in the DMs when we saw this. I was like... Does Twitter is Twitter good at acquisitions? Because the only one I could think about was Periscope, which is now shut Vine. down. Well, Vine <laughs> so, got shut down too. But to be fair, yeah, the fine. Periscope acquisition—the one thing that came out of that—I don't know if it's good or not. But like that guy that started it, K K something. His name starts with K. I'm sorry, I'm blanking right now. He's head of product at Twitter now. So regardless of the acquisition, that's not a bad thing. And so with them acquiring right. Wayno, which for those who don't know, is a design 
agency thing. <laughs> uh, you know, they're boosting the design team with this. So I wonder if it's a big kind of focus there. Like the design team at Twitter is really small and slow compared to most it's companies. It's not that small. Small. I mean, I guess. Would you say compared to Facebook? Well, it's like uh, less than a hundred people. Because right? I mean, you were talking about Facebook acquiring every five minutes. Facebook's a hundred, yeah. if not a thousand times the size of Twitter. True, true. Both in users that, yeah. and money and employees. So of course they have bigger everything and more acquisitions. It's it's hard. It's well, yeah, still wrong make more to noise. compare the two. They just make a lot of noise. I would love to talk about the Wayno acquisition a bunch. Can we? Okay. Can you tell us what Wayno is? Because I never really understood it. Uh, this is what I think it is. It's a Web 2.0 design agency. <laughs> but uh, uh, they, how do you spell it? And what does it do? Yeah, it's like bueno without the B. So yeah. it's U-E-N-O. Oh, bueno. my brain just blew up. I didn't realize that. Yeah. And oh, if right, you ever wondered what it's based on, I think it's there is a park in uh, Tokyo that's called Bueno Park. I think it's from that. Oh, I didn't know that. Wow, learning so many facts. <laughs> Um, no, it's spelled like Bruce Wayno. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I, I would say it's a design agency. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily label it Web 2.0, but I can see where you're coming from. It, it's a lot of design agencies in the world focus on advertising because there's a lot of money there. It's also the traditional Madison Avenue, like ad agencies have existed for a lot longer. But Wayno does websites, products, engineering and development as well and i think they're pretty well known in the tech industry because that's most of their clients are in the tech industry if you were to ask me before this acquisition i would say that Wayno's probably the number one design agency that i look toward yeah uh, i would have elevated it above all others at the moment it's really interesting because of Freddie, you pointed us toward a thread from Hallie, the CEO, founder, um, from last week about the layoffs they had to do last year and how they started the the pandemic saying, you know, we're just going to cut all of our costs and, and guarantee everybody's employment and protect the team during this really hard time. And then within like three months, they laid off a third of their employees. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the story was hard to read for a number of reasons. One's because it's really hard to tell your employees we're not going to fire you and then fire them. Yeah, this is just going to say like but, CEO 101 yeah. is never say anything certain. <laughs> sure. Yeah. As someone who runs a design agency, yes, my team is two people outside of me and they're independent contractors even they're not on payroll so the situation is very different but i can definitely see myself saying something like this i think i did at the beginning of the pandemic it was like don't worry i'm going to make sure that we all have enough money to get through this yeah. together like i remember saying but that thing, so i think it's very natural the, the, to be that compassionate exactly but the, the problem there is that um you can't do that because right. you can't you know cancel pandemic or uh, find clients that you know like th there are so many factors around that and i think when someone says something like that they mean um that their goal is to not let it happen and they will do everything in their power to make sure it won't happen but yeah but this the other reason the thread was so impactful to me to read because I experienced the same thing. He talked about the 
pandemic happened and every customer disappeared. And that exact same thing happened to me. I went two whole months without any new customers. Yeah. Half my existing customers right. stopped replying to emails because right. it was so uncertain. Nobody, yeah, nobody really wanted to spend money because they didn't know right. what would happen. Exactly. And, and worse, there was that stupid VC company that posted that thing that was like, cull your people because shit's gonna right. be bad and so like yeah, Airbnb laid off that. all those people and so I think uh, there was a few other things happening in the industry where like VCs were saying dumb shit where they didn't know anything because they don't know anything about what was right. going to happen and so they made people be conservative like the message and I get it it's a pandemic I, like I get it but I think there were also those going on where companies just like closed their wallets basically to see what right. would happen now my agency's experience well, probably not great. This is the reality of the situation is all of those people got laid off and then within three months, every company needed work done yeah. from the people they laid off. And so I actually saw a lot higher sort of income the second half of last year than I had ever before. And I, you know, anecdotally heard that from other agencies. So it is really a shame that this happened at Wayno, especially because if they could have lasted maybe a little longer, maybe the situation would have been different. I don't know the reality of the situation because obviously I'm not there. I don't want to speculate too much and accuse them of, you know, doing stuff, just yeah. not being patient enough or something. Like who knows what their situation really was. But just from my point of view, it's too bad they couldn't hold out on firing those people and same with all these companies like I, I i wish that people hadn't lost their jobs but as we know the unemployment rate sort of skyrocketed yeah. in america especially last year anyway all that to say it was announced was that yesterday two days ago time mm -hmm. has really melted together yeah. that oh, uh, two days it, ago yeah. that wayne was joining twitter right and Freddie, I wanted to get your take on this, especially because I can't remember the exact time period. Maybe it was like 2014, 2015, where it seemed like almost every agency got eaten up by a company. Yeah. yeah. I remember Ca yeah. Capital One bought three huge design agencies in like a yeah. week. Yeah. I remember this vividly. There's one here that's famous that got acquired by somebody, Jet Cooper, I think it was called. Like, there's a few few different ones yeah no we've we've had a really big period of of that happening and um that was really sad because the thing that uh classically happened was that um a big company would buy a small company and they would become like one of those conglomerates with the names that are just like hyphen and hyphen and hyphen and hyphen <laughs> <laughs> and um, sometimes they would ask the people uh, that they acquired to sign contracts so they would stay at the agency or at the company right. for mm -hmm. at least X months or whatever. And then after that, they all left. <laughs> right. Oh, God. Um, yeah. But um, it was a really big hit for the, for the creative industry here in Amsterdam. And I think also in the US, this was happening too. And now that that has all like settled and everything, because I think uh, you're right, it, it was around 2014. There is a couple of agencies that like stepped up from that period as well. And I think Wayno was like one of those. And I mm -hmm. was like really glad to see, I don't yeah. know how long Wayno has been around. It could be that they've been around longer, but around that time, I remember like really looking up to them and thinking, wow, wouldn't it be great to one time work for them or with them or whatever. And there were like a bunch of people there that I was like, wow, those people are insane or great or whatever. 
Yeah, they did have a few people that uh, typically worked in like an agency background, like in an agency world, and now we're working on these sick digital projects that were, in my opinion, more than just a campaign, you know? So that was the yeah. thing that I thought was really attractive about uh, Wayno. And, and uh, maybe they will be able to keep some of that while they're at Twitter. You never, I don't know. To me, the acquisition was uh, weird because I didn't expect it to happen. Well, I mean, not that I know anything of that, but like I didn't think it was like a logical transfer in some sort of way. I think it was survival for them and not much else because like you were saying, payroll and stuff. Like I don't yeah. think that this was the best outcome for them, but I think they just noped out. Yeah. I think this was the way for it, Hallie to indeed make sure he doesn't have to fire everyone. But Wasn't there, Zach, was it you that said there was an agency in SF that was famous that got acquired by another company? Or did I hallucinate well, that? Well, so uh, uh, I was talking about Your Majesty, oh, yeah. which is based here in Amsterdam. They used to have a New York office. And in 2012 or 2013, Square acquired, when I right before I worked there. So it must have been 2012 or even 2011. Uh, Square acquired the New York office of Your Majesty and all the people, I think most of the team came as well. And that was the foundation of the product design organization by the time I got there. All product design was sort of centered in New York and then they just started deciding well, you know, what teams they were going to build out in San Francisco as well that were doing product design. But when I started, most of the design efforts for product were coming out of the New York office from that acquisition. Yeah. And Your Majesty still exists here in Amsterdam, but uh, yeah, that was that, that was sort of my experience in, in San Francisco. Is I saw it firsthand. And Sometimes it's really hard, though, for, for a team like that to still, you know, exist. Because obviously the people that worked at Wayno wanted to work at an agency and not at, like, a product company. So it's going to be sure. interesting to yeah. see how that goes. I wonder if they're happy. Like, that's, you know... Yeah, great question. Especially because design agencies aren't tech companies. Yeah. And you do wonder, like... Do, do any of them have ownership stakes of the company in, in any form? Because when your company gets bought and you have no equity, that doesn't really mean that you make any more money. Yeah. Oftentimes, there's little like bonuses or raises that happen if you come along to just sort of encourage people to stay. Like you said, sometimes these contracts include like periods where you have to stay. Yeah. Um, so sometimes they they include bonuses. But yeah, yeah who knows if they have equity at a design agency? I would be very surprised. <laughs> To Owen's point about the the Periscope guy that now leads product, I mean, yeah, Dantley is is the head of design at Twitter right now, and he's been for what maybe a year now it seems, maybe a little bit longer. I'm I'm curious, you know, is Hallie interested and becomes a product design lead? Do they have two design directors, which is very common, or you know, does it get leveled in a way? Is he looking for an exit? Who knows? I mean, these are all possibilities we could speculate about but regardless i think it's interesting and i think it bodes well for us to actually see some new things out of twitter that would be the remark i would make on this is like it's i find it really easy to bag on twitter um, because a they're they're i would say their worst tendency is that they um talk about things that they're going to do and then never actually do them or take like five years to do things 
I would say I've noticed a shift in the last 12 months where they actually sort of yeah. do stuff and I don't know We're why fleet. that is <laughs> but it's actually been kind of interesting to see like fleets in my opinion regardless of like it is half-baked but it is an impressively good feature for Twitter like I can't believe they even did it <laughs> let alone that like it's actually pretty well baked and I think if the key will be if they stick with it that tends to be their problem in many cases is they'll ship something and then just never do anything with it like it was the same with periscope it was like we integrated it nothing changed they just rammed the interface in the app and then put annoying tiles in the top like yeah, just like and moments so, and so and stuff yes and so I th it's nice to see them shipping i think space is a really interesting addition to the fleets thing and the format and like there's a lot coming but it's just going to be interesting to see how this plays out like in the in the I don't like I don't think they have the attention span for it but it's nice to see them do stuff suddenly yeah do you remember they had that crazy new app it was like Twitter the original spelling of it and it was like that insane redesign and they were like we're testing this out and it's like a beta and they so that run for two ran for two years and then they just killed it like three weeks ago it's like, okay they killed it for people outside Twitter oh that's a good point I think it's still their beta app I think it's a really good idea uh, to try it. But anyway, okay, so that's enough about Twitter. <laughs> that was a lot about Twitter. Yeah. Just in the whole acquisitions conversation, so Bank Simple was the first, if not one of the first, mobile banking, ba mobile banks. Yeah. It was a mobile first bank, sorry. Let me say It was a mobile first bank yep. because it was an app and they had no physical branch. And it went into beta in 2011, if I'm not mistaken, because I was on the beta. Wow. And it was the first that it was like, oh, well, there's no branches. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it was, it was the first time I think that we were having to navigate what that experience was like. It, it even predated Monzo, I recall. Like, I remember it being oh, one of yeah. the first fintechs and before the fintechs blew up everywhere else in the world and America did I nothing. Mean, it was within the first year and change after the App Store came out. Oh, wow. Like, it was early huh. in it. And I remember so, really wanting it. <laughs> I really had it. I've had yeah. it for nine years, and maybe two or three years ago, maybe even longer. It's hard to remember. At some point in the, in the past, BBVA, a large bank, bought Simple. They acquired them. And, you know, they got a fresh redesign then. It didn't really stray too much from the, their brand identity. Oh, and also I thought the important detail was, like, Simple was one of the few tech companies that was in Portland. Huh. I think they were in Portland. Really? That's awesome. I think so. Huh. I might be wrong about that. They were definitely, there, like, right? they were definitely Pacific Northwest, maybe Seattle, huh. but I really think they were in Portland. Huh. Anyway, so BBVA bought them. Sorry, I'll say it slower. B B V A, which is oh, that's what you said. <laughs> you're saying triple B A, a Spanish bank. Oh wow! But they're U.S. arm, so I oh. had to start like using B B V A U S A <laughs> when I would like click what bank I had yeah. oh, wow. instead of like using simple. Exactly. Anyway, all that to say, uh, another bank, an even bigger one, bought B B V A last year. Right. You know, there's a lot of consolidation in banking, yeah, like, yeah. kind of always. So, it was announced, we all got an email that said, like, required notice and update about Simple, which, like, they have that all these It doesn't sound emails. important. <laughs> no, and you get, I mean, It sounds like a terms maybe, and conditions email. 
once a month you get an email kind of similarly worded because they have like banking regulation like they have mm -hmm. to like make these terms condition changes a little bit more yeah, frequently than yeah. maybe like a tech product so i kind of like i opened it and then closed it was like i'll, I'll read this eventually like on the weekend i'll check my email yeah like when i'm really bored i'll go about. through the dregs of my inbox and i'll read this because honestly, most of the emails I get from Simple I just archive without reading them. Right, right, right. Totally. So, and then I started seeing it on Twitter, and I was oh like, God. what What was this? I should go back. And yeah, it just like was kind of hidden in the first paragraph that Simple is closing. Weird. And then there's another bank, Avlo, Avro, what is it called? While you're figuring that out, something that struck me with simple shutting down is how few fintech banks there are just in the u.s like it's not like europe where there's like no, over nine thousand. yeah like there's a bank every day for every phone like and it's interesting because i remember when simple started and also thinking oh i really want this this sounds amazing yeah and then i was like sure it's us only of course it always yeah. is and then later and like, then it went bananas in europe yeah and then later <laughs> it seemed like way more of a thing here because it's just easier to set up because all the um, American banks are so super archaic. I, so I have, um, and I don't want to get into how Revolut is the worst, but I have Revolut because I lived in Europe and I, I keep it because actually it's genuinely nothing here is having as many features as that, but also the sh you can show Canadians the shit in the app and they're just like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like, it's awesome. Because it's so advanced. Like, just generate credit cards, delete them, do all this crazy stuff, and I'm the company's awful. But I don't use it because the company's awful. Yes, but when you're in a country like this, where the banks get worse and worse and worse, <laughs> so it's it's kind of like a lifeline. And like people people don't realize how good it is in Europe. I think. Um, sorry, I didn't mean to distract from the somehow this the core thing. Uh, somehow there. this, I really enjoy hearing this because I remember having conversations with Owen when he was still living in the Netherlands and how he was complaining yeah. about how awful banking was. I love Revolut in the in Europe <laughs> compared to the banks here. Like the banks here are so depressing. <laughs> So, as much as Owen loves Revolut, I would really implore people not to sign up for it if you don't already have it. They're not I a do, good company. Yeah. Then awful Please company. do not. It's like if someone today didn't have Facebook, you don't, you'd be like, don't. Like, don't try. It's, you're lucky you're not on it. So, yeah, I would start with that. But I want to say, I was at Square for the entire time from like Square like Square Cash when it launched as an email service where you would CC the email address mm -hmm. and then you would use the subject line to put a dollar amount and that's how you would transfer money all the way to like the rise of it being a mobile banking app and has Bitcoin and stock trading and all these things in it. And I know why there aren't a lot of these fintech bank uh, fintech products in the united states that become mainstream is because every state has unique regulatory environments for finance and also checks checks <laughs> nobody wants to well, start so that, a bank if you have to deal with fucking checks <laughs> that's interesting i remember when you first started to be able to take a picture of a check with an oh, app yeah. Oh, yeah. to deposit it and uh -huh. simple was one of those banks really one of the first my bank in canada added it to the app and i'm like what for <laughs> two years ago simple got rid of it they deprecated Whoa. it and i was like oh shit i live in europe now i actually need this because uh -oh. sometimes i get a check and it's like no bank here wants it 
Yeah, right. actually, I, I have yeah. Um, a colleague, like a freelance colleague, and the, <laughs> they once got a check from the US for like 150 euros or something. And they went to a local bank to cash it, and they had to pay a, a, a around 80 euros to cash it. <laughs> <laughs> It's so good. It's but also because the European banks don't use them. Like it's a big, expensive thing to deal with. Yeah, exactly. But it's anyway. an older system, and it in on one part, it's nice that banks still support an older thing. It's like when sure. we talk about going cashless, it's like well, some people can't, so yeah. it's kind yeah, of yeah. important to still accept cash. So I kind of understand, but yeah, it's very antiquated and it's weird and uniquely American at this point. Yep. Anyway, uh, Aslo was the other name of the bank, and it was another banking startup that BBVA had bought. Hmm. So they had bought all of these banking startups, which I, I mean, from our perspective, I think big old banks buying bank startups is probably smart for them. And this, well, I guess, this you new... Know, this is the same thing as the Twitter thing. They don't want the bank. They want the talent because every time this is what happens, those banks acquire these neobanks take everybody off the bank to try and make their shitty bank better everybody quits because it fucking sucks working at these places and the bank never releases anything new and they kill the thing because everybody left this is like the cycle of neobanks it is yeah. insane it happened here in canada there was a big one called tangerine it's not even that good but it was like around web 2.0 but pre pre app store and it, it's very famous here because it was like it made banking better the biggest bank acquired it just moved everybody into a digital innovation lab to make their own app better oh. and now the other one is dying it's like gah holy shit yeah it happens in new zealand too it's crazy i just wanted to say about revolut one more time like i, I <laughs> don't use that anymore but lately my primary bank has been the transferwise app oh yeah me too i use transferwise so much they're not a completely awful company i really I really admire the product. It's good. And it, Not it as full-featured as Revolut. But no, but that's what's so good about okay. it is it's very focused. Yeah. It's very good at yeah. receiving and sending money. It doesn't want to be your bank. Whereas these, a lot of these neobanks, if you live in Europe, you've seen this a hundred times. They launch as like, ha-ha, you can do internet banking. Then they're like, lol, crypto. Then they're like, oh, these crazy stupid things nobody actually wants other than the banking things. Like, they have to layer on shit really fast. Yeah. And it's interesting because Monzo is one of the few that's actually just had really incredible staying power in the UK. I wish they would launch somewhere else. I feel like they never will. Yeah. But it is a really genuinely, probably the one that has had the most traction and hasn't been acquired by somebody after all this time. So the funny thing here in Europe is that there is a bunch of banks that even call themselves not a bank. They're like... Yeah, because they have to. They have to they're not allowed to say they're a bank, <laughs> right, so they right. literally say we're not a bank. And it, it's <laughs> hilarious because apparently that's more legal. <laughs> but the thing is also, like, that. they're just like, we don't want to be your bank. We just want to, like, help you live your life. And then... I love that angle because it makes no sense. Like, it, on, on the surface, it, it really appeals to people, I think. But... The truth is, it means absolutely fucking nothing. <laughs> like, it's still a bank. It's a place you put Wait. money. <laughs> like, Frederica, is this somehow a subtext to a company that you used to work for? No, 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 no. There is this different is banking the company in the Netherlands that I really hate. <laughs> I'm not even going to say their name. I hate them so much. We've talked about them on this show. They have, they anyway, have a rainbow industry. logo if you're listening and you know. Um, yes. Zach, question for you. How bad yeah. is this? How popular was Simple? like you know like so i've seen 
maybe like four people I know be really bummed about this. It's really weird to me because uh, being a simple customer for the entire life of their company, which is strange, there, there was a moment where nothing changed anymore. It was maybe like five years ago. After that redesign, after they got bought, so I guess it was a while ago, I, I honestly hadn't seen any noticeable changes in the app. They tried to create like these these tiers to saving. So you used to be able to create a savings goal rather than a savings account. Oh. Yeah, so yeah. it was sort of like in Revolut or Bunk or whatever where you can create yeah, these like ad hoc this, yeah. accounts, yeah. like yeah. buckets. Jaws. Yeah. So it was like you create a savings goal where you're like, I want to buy an, an, the next iPhone. That I know it's going to come out around September to November, uh, so I'm going to put away, um, I'm going to want the accessories and a case and whatever, so I'm going to put away $1,300 by November, because I know I'm going to want a new phone, and it's January now. So you go in the app and you put in $1,300 in the phone, and every day it takes a little bit of money from your checking account, the same amount, it portions it out, so that you're slowly saving toward the goal, and then you could choose, like, do I auto-transfer 50 bucks to it once a month or whatever? You can throw some extra cash at it when you have some, whatever. So it was sort of nice, and they added a layer maybe four or five years ago where it was like you could have a different savings account that got what's it called interest mm -hmm. i couldn't oh, right. remember the name because it yeah. doesn't seem to exist anymore interest. yeah what is that <laughs> it my all the european banks the interest rate is zero for oh, people like you and me too. so i, I don't know five percent zero dot zero dot one the zero zero one or something i don't know i still get emails from my dutch bank that i kept uh, that's like, your interest rate has changed. And I click them just for some like gallows humor. Like, oh, what does it change to? Have they gone negative yet? My business one went yeah. negative. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, but yeah, though, no, it's, it's hilarious. Here they've got like these new, they're like, high interest savings account is 0.75. <laughs> so there was a moment where the simple one, this restricted savings account that you could have was the highest interest rate savings account I remember it. It was I remember it because like, I was like, wow. It was like 3% or something. Yeah, it was really good. And then, you know how I mentioned I just archive their emails when I get them? Yeah. They would send an email like once a quarter with like, hey, we had to change our like interest rate yeah. scheme and it kept just ticking down. It's expensive, man. Free yeah, money. Well, of course. Um, yeah, um, it's interesting. Anyway. I feel like that they were like the best hope for the US banking industry to like wake no, up but, from whatever, but No, but that's what I was trying to say is after that I, there's been no material change in the app right. in Well, there's one that I've heard about now, right? Chime is r blowing up on Twitter. Like I hear a lot about that and nothing else. But it's telling that there's one. <laughs> that's interesting. I've never used Chime or seen it, but I do remember that like the full solid year of it being vaporware. Yeah. Right. Where it was like not released yet. Now it's shipped and I think it's being talked about. It's just, I guess, because I live in the same time zone, I hear probably about it. Right. But yeah. um, I don't know. This, it's funny with banks because I'm still a sucker for this. If there's one new one that launch, I'd install it and try it because I'm like, what do they do? And most of them are bad. Like, honestly, all of them make the same hilarious trope mistake where they all do the stupid invite programs just to harvest your like data and then like harass you about like referring people even though you can't refer them because you won't get in it's like this whole annoying cycle of doom i'm a sucker for it i don't know why <sighs> yep okay so we had one last thing to cover 
Did we? What? I thought it was Facebook and Twitter oh, was banning it? Trump. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I'm very disorganized today because I woke up and had to take the dog straight on my walk. Do you know when you... It's not resolution creating, but do you know like when it's near the end of the year and you, you start thinking of the things you want to do better at? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I really was going to... I, I thought the last time we recorded, I was like, when we do the the pre-show i'm just gonna write down the things yeah that's a good idea and i don't know why i didn't do it this time <laughs> well, let's do it from now um, on if you're listening and we don't write it down if we don't say we did dm us on oh. discord no don't please <laughs> we should do it discord's uh kind of getting more popular outside the tech community and gaming yeah. community i've started to see everywhere it mentioned a lot more yeah I've, yeah i think that's a good sign i've mainly seen it in the hobby sphere if that makes any sense Here's why. Here's why. Because Slack bungled the community yeah. thing. And Discord is so easy to sign up for. Like, you literally, if you want to invite people to a server, you click create invite link, and they click it, and they create an account, and they're in. Slack, you have to know their email address. It emails them. You have to do all this dumb shit to, like, create a whole new Slack account, even though you have 8,000 Slack accounts. And, like, Discord is just, it just works. I have um, so many say what you want about it's them. It's so annoying. Uh, yeah, yeah, same. I just don't use any of them anymore. <laughs> well, Frederico, when you said the hobby community, I was going to say the Patreon community, and I think that that's True. quite similar groups of people. Yeah, uh, yeah every Patreon sort got like, join my Discord now. True, and a lot of YouTubers have one too. Yeah. I, yeah, I find it really interesting, and I'm honestly surprised that patreon hasn't done like a community tool yet yeah that would have been a super good i mean other than their website hey so one other thing i wanted to talk about that i just remembered that is kind of buried in all the other things but did you know in the last week the u.s government um banned transactions with alipay wechat pay qq and every other uh, chinese payment app no, yeah, and one other thing list. that I was yeah. also really wanted to talk about, maybe for an, another episode, is the the whole thing of uh, yeah. MasterCards and other credit cards banning yeah. uh, porn transactions. Again, oh, we should talk about that. Yeah. Well, we did talk about it on the show of a little the bit. New York Times piece, and then Pornhub yeah. started banning all of these user uploaded videos disabled to serve everything right instead of moderating yeah and mastercard and visa both were like fuck you for not moderating and did it, you know it that definitely a canadian company hmm. mastercard no Pornhub. oh they're based in montreal and yeah, apparently most canadians didn't and now honestly they're on the front page here almost every day it's really really interesting they're very secretive they're in montreal Apparently they have this huge building, but they use their parent company's name because the the parent company, MindGeek, owns a lot of porn sites, it turns out. Um, and they're in the media a lot. Like, the government is real pissed, uh, actually, because um, they didn't really understand how to, like, you know, deal with companies like Pornhub. And so they're in the media here every day talking about, like, regulation and stuff. And I don't know if they got their Visa MasterCard thing back in the end. I don't think so yet. They, I think they only had Bitcoin, which is incredibly telling. Isn't isn't it one of the most trafficked web pages on the internet? I think it's the most popular porn site. No, but I mean, uh, any. I think it's like Amazon, Google. I think they're in like really? the top three or four. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Huh. Anyway, yeah, it's a, it's interesting. 
it's like a future topic because I'm I'm pretty sure this is not the last what we have seen. But it's also uh, there's also the whole thing where um, you are now not allowed to even mention sexuality on Instagram anymore. Right. You can literally not in text reference sex. That is crazy. When did that happen? Really recently. Um, but oh, wow. you only I think you only know about it if you follow sex workers because no one else is talking about right. it. Right. Right. Interesting. It's just so no contrasting how just like their always. policies are compared to Twitter, right? Like Twitter has a lot less rules around this stuff compared to Instagram. I mean Facebook is like Apple in that way, I suppose. I, I'm wrong. I'm looking at the Alexa site ra ranking and um and Pornhub's not in the top fifty, so oh. Okay. Today I learned. I thought it was. I really did. <laughs> yeah. It, um, it's it's a weird list, on to be honest, because like Google, YouTube, Tmall, Baidu, QQ, yes, Sohu, and then Facebook is seven. It's really weird. Yeah, it's a weird list because you're like you said Adobe QQ again, right? Yeah. So, but this is. I mean, we just meandered randomly here, but the ban yeah, on here. payment companies like QQ and WeChat Pay and stuff is pretty big i don't know if it's been enforced yet but um it hasn't been talked about much because there was a coup attempt in the middle of this but you know ending up on that blacklist is pretty bad like you know we saw what happened with huawei they like they struggled to even survive for a while their zte was on that list i mean these are slightly different lists but uh alipay if the the new administration decides to continue this this executive order the interesting thing with this is technically companies like apple can't even actually allow them and so it'll be telling to see whether or not they have to be removed from the app store because that is that will be really impacting in china like i don't know i don't even know how to describe how big that is like everybody is using those apps to pay in china and so if they got removed or if apple got told they had to be removed it would be an enormous deal i assume it would end up in the courts to be honest for a very long time but it's it's interesting because like we're now seeing like these these blacklist laws being kind of used to wage war in virtual spaces in other countries they're forcing u.s companies to do x to affect y and it's just kind of wild to think what would happen if apple removed all of these apps would china just decide to like every iphone is jailbroken <laughs> like it would just be really interesting to yeah. see what the like trickle effect from that would be i think these are two evolving stories yep. that we need to keep talking about what freddie was talking about there and how it affects sex workers is like i think the next phase of fosta sesta i think it's called CESA. yes 100 percent. i'll look it up i'll look it up and put it in the show notes i can't remember the exact acronym just happened and then Oh, and like, I, you know, Jack Ma went missing for like a month. And has he resurfaced yet? Um, I don't think he has. Think he hasn't so. been seen in public. I saw an Alibaba executive tweeted that he's fine. He's just working really hard or something, which is definitely yeah. what I would say when I have a gun to my head. Uh, but <laughs> so accor according to the Chinese government, he criticized them, the Chinese government right. in a, a talk. He was like doing a talk and, and then, yeah, yeah, he's missing. So, or has not been seen, I guess mm -hmm. is the right term, but mm -hmm. definitely scary. 
stuff, especially because he's one of the richest people on the planet. And Ellie, uh, sorry, Ant was about to go public, of course. Like, this all started by him right. making comments against the Chinese government and how regulation and stuff is unfair, blah, 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 and the, he insulted the president. And, um, sorry, the, it's not president, uh, the ch- chancellor, I can't remember the word, chairman. <laughs> and so that is what kicked it all off. And then he got disappeared uh, after the IPO got called off by the government. Now AliExpress is being, uh, Alibaba is being investigated. It's, it's just really interesting to see the government there suddenly do regulation hard when historically they haven't. All of these are developing, but we can come back to them. I think a lot will happen in the coming weeks. Yeah, it's it's a weird stuff that's cool. going on there. Yep. But yeah, we should uh, we will probably come back with uh, both those stories when you know they've progressed a little bit more, or we have researched them a little bit more. We convey the right information for those because it's not it's not I just agree. an opinion, you know. I need the tabs. Yeah. So on that note, I think it's time to wrap up yes. because it's really cold in this basement because I didn't run the heater <laughs> for long enough this morning before we recorded. <laughs> Sorry, I like all of the Canadian things. I have to run my furnace, do in my basement. Like, <laughs> anyway. it's understandable. Just the one other thing. Yes, Zach. Related to Fossa Sesta is just uh, as of forty-eight hours ago, it was sort of. Now we know that the the Democrats can sort of push through a lot more legislation over at least the next two years yeah. in America, and so hopefully some of the younger people both the members of Congress and the younger aides and advisors to Congress people can, you know, bring a little bit more um, understanding of what's going on on the internet to Congress. And um, maybe, fingers crossed, we can, like, overturn FOTSA-SESTA or, I don't know, or change it for the better. Like, I know a lot of the talking point is that it's to fight child pornography and trafficking but like obviously we know that it it has not really done that and has just made sex workers more vulnerable so yeah hopefully that changes and uh, yeah also a developing story yeah all right I, i'm Thank i'm hopeful though there so that's good yep. if you made it this far next week we're gonna have our tabs up <laughs> Speaking of Discord, join our Discord. Uh, if you're not in one yet, it's a great one to be in. And um, good luck with 2020. <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna need a dog. <laughs> All right. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye, Biscuits.